Okay. All right. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? You know, same old, same old. Cool. How's the uh, quarantine going? You know, I'm here forever. Welcome to Review for Two. My name is Caroline. And I'm Marco. And this is a podcast where we talk about video games that are fun to play with one or more persons, either in person, although don't invite people to your house, or online, which is the preferred method right now. Yeah, because video games are fun to play with each other, and while we are all stuck in our apartments, it is a great way to spend time with the people you love without endangering them. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? All right. Today we are talking about Journey to a Savage Planet. Cool. Yeah. Give me them facts. Okay. (laughs) Journey to a Savage Planet was released on January 28th of 2020 this year for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows, and it was developed by Typhoon Studios. Yeah. And we're playing it free as part of Game Pass, which I know we keep saying this, but if you're going to pay for games, like pay the $10 a month for Game Pass because it gets you so many games. And as you can see, it gets you so many new games. This game only came out a few months ago, but we got it on Game Pass and just as part of what we already pay for Game Pass. So get on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a first person shooter-ish game. You do have a gun, but you have a gun and the shooting isn't really the focus of it so much as it is just exploration. Yeah. The main gimmick is that you are an astronaut exploring new and distant planets on the galaxy's frontier. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of going around collecting materials, surveying the wildlife and all that jazz. And you have a bunch of little different different tools and it's it's fun yeah. yeah and the story is kind of that you crash landed on a planet and then you woke up and they were like oh you survived that's great you're kind of the only one that survived hopefully you'll get back yeah it's it's a very um outer worlds kind of feel to it where it's like hyper capitalism has made it so that you know if we lose a few dozen people along the way it's fine so they send you to a very hostile planet or a savage planet mm. uh, they send you to a, a savage planet with absolutely no gear and absolutely no resources and no fuel or no plans on getting you back and like when you're in your ship they keep on showing you advertisements so it's very like hyper capitalism you read an email that says that thanks to your recent promotion you are now on track to pay off your debt in 47 years instead of 52 years and that's a much shorter time than the average person yeah your death means nothing to them because they can just build another one of you yeah so it's it's definitely got like that sort of upbeat but very dark end stage capitalism overtones which is which is good because it it makes it so there's also like a nice fun spirit to the game instead of you just you like trouncing through poking subjects with a analyzer thingy yeah Yeah. Would you like to review this game? I would like to review this game. Cool. Transition music. Yeah, I wonder what kind of music this game has. I wasn't really paying attention to any of it. I like the it loading screen like, music. Yeah, it's it like a, a loading screen. Yeah, it's like a twang, like a folksy twang. Yeah. Well, I really like this game. I think I liked it a lot more than Caroline did because I was always like pushing her to play a little bit more of it. Well, and I found it and then I was like, oh, I think we should play this game. And you were like, oh, what is it? And didn't really want to get into it. And then once you started playing it, you were like, oh, I love this game. And I was like, I knew you would like it. It's basically 
my favorite part of all of the action RPGs, which is just like exploring. You know, like I played Fallout 4 and I played Dragon Age Inquisition. And there's a main story to those, sure. But most of the time I spent in those games was just exploring every little bit of the map and finding all the different upgrade materials and the special weapons. And that's the fun part of these games to me. So they kind of made a game that was just that. You would go around, explore new places, shove alien goop into your face, craft upgrades, poke things. It was a great time. It is, so it's, it's first person viewpoint and you have a gun, but you don't really spend that much time shooting. It really is more about walking around and kind of creatively solving the puzzles that the planet presents to you. And then it is kind of Metroidvania-y. You go around and there's like a whole bunch of stuff to collect and it's a platformer. And then as you go through the game and upgrade further parts of your equipment, you can reach areas that you couldn't previously reach. So sometimes there's little backtracking necessary in order to get all the collectibles. I just, I had a ton of fun with it. Yeah. It is kind of a short game. As you progress, it shows you what percentage of the game you have completed. And I think based on our percentage and our game time, it's probably only around eight hours, especially if you're not doing any of the side missions and you're just trying to get through the main quest. So it also doesn't overstay its welcome, which I think is very good. So all in all, I loved it. Okay. Caroline? Yeah, I did actually like it. It just, (laughs) this is usually not how I play games. I play games like I read books, like I want to get through it and I don't want to like read the lore of the books or like know more about the author or know more like extra about the book. I just want to like get through the book and, and know the plot and finish it. So this is definitely a different way of playing a game for me. Um, Caroline doesn't like the side missions. I don't like side missions at all. Like even in some of my favorite games, I will just try to complete the story and like not do extras. Like in Kingdom Hearts, like how you wanted to build a gummy ship or like go do side quests, you know, go to Hercules and, and complete all of the Colosseum challenges. It's like, I don't do that. I'm just like, okay, what's the next step? So this was very different for me. However, I did really like the game's style. Like it is very beautiful and quirky and funny and presented a lot to be interested in instead of just like, oh, it's like a, you know, dull, dreary planet. It was like, oh, that's interesting. And let me go look at that. And here's my new ability that I can try out. And here's a new jetpack that I can try out. So it definitely left you like interested in the next thing to do, which was good. Definitely good for me because it like got me through a lot of this game. Hmm. But yeah, I would recommend it. I think that it is really a fun game to play with somebody else. Yeah. When you boot up the game, you can choose if you want to do single player campaign or Mm co-op. So it is very easy to load into a co-op game and it is very easy to make sure that progress is sometimes with co-op games. It's like you have to make sure a certain person's the leader. So the progress either does this or that. And it's just very clear, like what save file you're on and you it's just easy to load into a game with a second person it is it really is yeah okay should we go to questions let's go to questions okay Our first question, what was your favorite creature? All right, so I'm not gonna know the names of any of the creatures Mm -hmm. because they all have official scientific names, but then at the same time, Caroline and I just called them what made sense (laughs) to us. Yeah. So there's like a big floaty jellyfish guy that shoots. He either shoots like acid or just attacks at you. I don't know what his actual name is. Caroline and I just call him the jellyfish. Yeah. I think the one creature whose name I do know is the puffer birds. 
Yeah. Just because that's, I mean, a very apt description for them. And because there was like an ice version and a cave version, since they were everywhere, we got a lot of opportunities to actually learn their names. And a big part of this game is going around scanning and cataloging all the life forms. So there are a lot of different creatures and you walk up and you say hi and you poke them with your sample taker or you shoot them or whatever it is you choose to do to interact with these creatures. Yeah. So there's a lot of different varied and colorful and creative creatures. My favorite was the one that's kind of like a little dinosaur chicken, except when you shot it, it split in two. Mm. And then when you shot it again, those two split in two. So if you were trying to shoot it to collect some resources, it would split and then split again and you would just have four crazy tiny dinosaur chickens running around. Yeah. And it was fun to like hunt them down and try and chase them to collect their materials. And it was also a neat concept of like, it splits in half. Yeah. It's just a weird thing that you wouldn't ever think an animal would do. And obviously in real life they don't, but in this weird crazy planet they do. It's fun. Yeah. Caroline? Yes. My favorite creature. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm so out of it. I've been out of it this whole weekend. It's really weird. My brain is mush. We had a grand total of three conversations yesterday that Caroline didn't remember at all. I didn't remember. I I think that I'm having brain rot, which is great because I just started a master's program. So I love that for you. I love that for me. I love the way this cake is cut. My favorite creature wasn't actually a bird or like animal type creature. I really liked the flower that when you shot or hit it, it gave you health because I utilized this flower quite a bit and it saved me a lot of the time from just dying or friendly fire. Friendly fire is enabled. It really is. But you can then help your like friend up and then they'll regen with like full health, which is nice. But so sometimes we actually did like shoot each other down so that we could just get up and have full health for whatever battle we were doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, these flower pods that had health were like extremely helpful. And then if I had to choose an animal, I would choose the puffer bird because they weren't inherently vicious towards you unless you like killed one of their own in front of you. And they were useful for unlocking puzzles. Yeah, there were so. a lot of puzzles where you had to like feed something that was on a high wall on the other side of whatever area you were in. Yeah. And you could feed it by just kicking a puffer bird into its I mouth. Can eat it. Yeah, you just boot it and it goes flying. Yeah. And it's, it's a little sadistic, but it's also kind of hilarious. And really fun. Yeah. I was like, I felt like David Beckham. There is like making goals. There's an actual challenge and this is how you get some of your upgrades where you have to kill land-based creatures while they're in midair. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to just boot a puffer bird into the air and shoot it down with your gun. We were like playing, what? what is that? The skeet like, shooting? Yeah, we were yeah. skeet shooting basically. I would like pull and Marco would kill. It was yeah. very funny. It was very funny. Um, okay, next question. What was your favorite upgrade or ability? I'm going to go with the tethers. Just because once you got those upgraded, and they laid this out this way on purpose, there are certain places where you would tether to something and it would kind of catapult you past it and you had to tether to the next thing while you were in midair. So there were just certain parts of it where you you felt like Spider-Man. Yeah. You were just zooming around on these tethers, zipping through floating rocks and alien wilderness. There was a certain throwable item that would create more tethers. So there were some parts where you, di- you did, you just like tethered and then you threw it and then you tethered and you were kind of just slowly scaling this wall by building tethers and it was a lot of fun yeah i like that too and i like the part where we got the upgrade to tether onto like a line of tethers like kind of a roller coaster Mm. of tethers because that was just fun you were like surfing around the whole map just like tether into things and it would just like pull you towards it yeah that was cool you could only do it in specific spots but when you got to those spots it was a ton of fun yeah yeah 
I remember you died. Oh my god. This was on that island <laughs> where there were like a lot of floaty like island parts and we had to throw I think it's we're still on that right now because it was so hard to get past. But you died right next to one of the like long ramp tethers that would literally like throw you past and then you tether onto something else and then fall into an island. But there was one island with like that ramp and it was very tiny and you you died right next to it. So I was literally just tethering back and forth on this like ramp to try to get you and it was just it was impossible and we both died yeah that was a fun time that was fun a little frustrating but fun okay next question what was your favorite advertisement so one of the things this game does to kind of give you fun little things to do in your off time when you're in your spaceship and not exploring is it brings out that hyper capitalism in the form of emails and video advertisements. And they're like, you know, live action video advertisements. And you could just kind of cycle through them or you could just sit and watch one that pops up in your ship. They are all gross. Yeah. One of them is for a phone sex line that is manned by gelatinous blob life forms. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. 1-800-BLOB-LOVE, I believe it's called yeah, or something. Right. One of them is for Meat Buddy, which it just shows you like chunks of meat going into a toilet or like a drain <laughs> or a garbage disposal. And then it's like, don't waste that meat. Try Meat Buddy. And it was like this weird, gross, tiny puppet made out of just raw meat. But that one was my favorite. I'll just jump into my oh, favorite because okay. you're mentioning it. But that was my favorite because I was a Meat Buddy. Yeah. Like the way that you play co-op is one person's the astronaut and then one person is the meat buddy that you decided to take on your adventure yeah so i really like that because i was a meat buddy when you start the game you wake up in different spots i always woke up in the bed because i was the human caroline got like shunted out of the meat buddy fabricator device i did yeah so meat buddy was your favorite yeah nice what was yours Mine was for Grob. Mm. Grob was Grob, the... gotta love it. It was like a purple food paste. You would use it as bait in the actual game. And then when you came back, it was like, try some Grob, the only pastiest food paste this <laughs> side of this nebula. And like, you could program it to taste like different things, but it was still just paste. Yeah. And the commercial was funny too, because it would cycle through all the different things it could taste like. But some of them were like triple salt chicken or like absolutely disgusting things yeah but they were selling it as a positive so you would be eating disgusting tasting blob paste item it was fun it was fun yeah yeah last question sure would you survive on this savage planet all right so look one of the things this game does when you die is it builds a replica of you with all your memories but that does mean that the original you died Yes. So, like many other games that we've played, I feel like this is the theme. Yeah. It's like Borderlands. How when you die, it builds a new you at the new you station, but you are a clone of yourself. Like technically Titanfall or Apex, right? Is that how Apex works? I mean, it has to be, right? How would you, how would everybody play a unique character? I always assumed that Apex was more of a representation of how the actual tournament worked and you are just playing the eight or 10 or 12 that best emblemize wouldn't wouldn't those be clones not that they're necessarily clones because it's not that you're actually all playing those characters but just that they couldn't make the infinite number of characters so instead they're representing it with these pool of characters i don't Mm. think they all canonically play against each other because then if you were like a bloodhound and you shot another bloodhound that would fuck you up probably probably okay well whatever what was the question would you survive no okay absolutely not no, There's no. no way. There was a plant called a bomber granite <laughs> that was a pomegranate that was a bomb. Yeah. Like, 
And there was just an, there were, we would encounter these huge boss enemies and we were like, what the hell are we supposed to do here? And they would just be throwing bomber granites or they would be like throwing lasers at us. Like, oh my God. The yeah. tunneling lava crab. We, we died so many times. Yeah. But we did do really well at one of them that like we were in a cave and it was like the entire center of the cave and we had to throw bombs at its like glowy bits. It was like we a worm. Well that. like queen hive sort yeah. of thing yeah that was fun that was good i like everything else we would die i liked the tunnel lava crab because uh-huh. we didn't expect it so we kind of both just rolled into there with like half health and then the dramatic <laughs> music starts and like it pops out from under the ground and everything's lava we're like we're just like we're dead oh this was a terrible choice <laughs> we're dead. that was fun that was fun cool, cool. so any final thoughts No, I think, you know, short game. So I think we really summed it up very nicely. I absolutely loved this game. And I think that you should absolutely give it a try. Yeah. Definitely play with someone else because it is fun to have those moments of both of you stumbling into a lava crab or playing skeet shooting with the puffer birds. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that really brings out the charm when you're with someone. Yeah, yeah. I would finish this game with you. Yeah. I think that we should. Like I said, it's a little bit of a shorter one. It's eight to 10 hours, probably Mm -hmm. longer if you're you're going for every single side quest, but I think it's definitely a good, nice pace of fresh air, and it is basically what we will all be doing in a month or two once we're able to leave our homes. So it's I think we're gonna encounter puffer birds and pomegranates and camel crabs. Can you tell me for sure that we won't? No. There we go. Although we're all kind of leaving our homes anyway. Yeah, that's true. At everyone not wearing a mask on the street. You know who you are. You know who you are. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. I think that's all that I have. You know, I just have to bring this up because I just thought about it. Oh, no. So, you know, we were talking about like, oh, we could encounter like crazy animals if we leave our homes. We just encountered one today. Oh, that's right. We encountered a giant schnauzer. Yeah. You know, like the little tiny schnauzers that are like 15 pounds and it's, it's a schnauzer. You know this one was Great Dane size. I so we didn't know that that was an actual breed. Yeah. So when we saw it from down the street, we were like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, I think it might be a giant schnauzer." But I said that jokingly, like, "Aha! Wouldn't that be funny? Because it's a yeah. tiny dog, but giant." And then we got up and we're like, "What breed is that?" And she's like, "Oh, giant schnauzer." We're like, "Wait, what? How?" It was it was like a mythical creature that just it's low wild. key exists. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm amazed. Anyway, I just had to mention that because you're right we did encounter like a strange see so animal in the wild i'll go i'll go get the probe and we'll go hunt down that giant (laughs) schnauzer but we know what it is do we anyway thanks for listening you can like and subscribe on itunes and you can find us on twitter at review for two or email us on at gmail review the number four two at gmail.com send us suggestions comments Fan mail. Be sure to like and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because those are the best ways for other people to find this podcast. You can review on Spotify. That's probably true. Let us know if you can. But yeah, we are on Spotify. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Have fun with this game. Bye. Bye. Why did you hit record and then take a sip? I don't know. You could have typed that out so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsey Graham got me confused. Ooh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham.